Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 45. We should not believe everyone how easy it is for words to slip out. The Learner. Help me in my trouble, Lord. There is no sure help to be found in man. How often have I put my trust in someone and then found him disloyal? Again, how often have I found loyalty where I should least have thought to find it? So it's no good putting our trust in men. It is you alone, my God, that a good man may trust without fear of betrayal. May you be blessed, O Lord my God, in all that befalls us. A weak and shiftless lot we are. O Lord, how easily we are taken in, easily changing from one thing to another. There isn't anyone able to keep so careful and all-embracing a watch on himself as not to find himself now and then mistaken or at fault. It isn't so easy for a man to slip if he puts his trust in you, Lord, and seeks you in singleness of heart. And if he meets with some trouble or other, no matter how he has got himself mixed up in it, you will quickly get him out of it and comfort him. You never abandon those who trust you to the end. Rarely will you find a friend so faithful as to stick by his friend in all his troubles. You, Lord, are the only friend who is ever faithful, whatever happens. No one else can come anywhere near you for that. And there was once a holy soul, St. Agatha, who said, My mind has Christ for its foundation and support. How wise she was. If only I could make those words mine. It would not be so easy for me to be troubled by fear of this man or that. The sting of their words would leave me unhurt. No one can foresee everything that's going to happen or take precautions against future disasters. We are often hurt by things we have seen coming at us. Bolts from the blue can hardly do otherwise than leave us prostrate. But why haven't I made better plans against the future? I shall suffer for it. And why have I been so ready to trust others? We are only men, after all, nothing but weak men, though a lot of people think and talk about us as though we were angels. Whom can I trust, Lord? No one but you. You are the truth, and we cannot deceive you, nor you us. Man's faith is false. He is weak, shiftless, fallible, especially when he is speaking. Something may sound all right when he says it, but you should not be too ready to believe it there and then. You wisely gave us due warning about being on guard against men. A man's own household are his enemies. You warned us not to believe if anyone told us, see, he is there, or see, he is here. That is something I have learned to my cost. 
I hope it will make me more careful in future and not so silly. Don't tell a soul, someone says. Don't tell a soul, keep this under your hat. And while I keep quiet and think I'm sharing a secret, the fellow himself can't hold his tongue about what he asked me to keep secret, but loses no time in betraying both himself and me, and then off he goes. Lord, keep me from that kind of gossip, from people who can't bridle their tongue. Don't let me fall into their hands and never let me do that kind of thing myself. Make whatever I say be true and sound. Let my talk never come near what is sly and malicious. If I hate that kind of thing in others, I must make quite certain I don't do it myself. It is a very good thing, one that brings you peace, not to talk about other people, not to be taken in by all you hear, and not to seize the first chance of spreading a story further. There should be not many in whom we confide unreservedly, but we ought always to seek you, Lord, you who can see into our hearts. It is not for us to veer about in every kind of conversation, but to hope that all our life, both inward and outward, may be lived as best pleases your will, if we want to keep hold of heavenly grace, the safest thing is to avoid appearing in public and not to hanker after the kind of things that win admiration in the outside world, but instead to apply ourselves with the utmost zeal to whatever makes us change our life for the better and promotes spiritual fervor. A lot of people have come to grief through having their virtues discovered and applauded when they were scarcely in bud. Grace is most beneficial, no doubt of it, when stored in silence during this uncertain life, a life which is nothing but temptation and warfare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philomeneri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thomas Akempis tells us that when we see something in other people that we don't like, we have to make certain not to do it ourselves. In other words, instead of gossiping about people, instead of getting back at people by talking about them behind their back, when there are things in them that we don't like, instead of running them down in our own minds, Thomas Kempis is offering us a wise piece of advice here. Use the faults of others to look at your own self. Use the faults of others to examine your own heart. That thing that I really don't like in that other person. Maybe it's how much they eat. Maybe it's the way they talk about themselves. Maybe it's the way they're always sad about other people's goodness. 
Maybe it's their always giving up when things get difficult. Maybe it's their constant anger at other people. Maybe it's their lustfulness. Maybe it's their greed. When we see things in others we don't like, let's pray to the Lord to save us from that fault. So often the thing in other people that makes us most annoyed, the thing that bothers us most about other people, is the very thing we do. Or at least it's the very thing we would do if it weren't for God's grace. You spot it, you got it. You spot it, you got it. If you spot something in someone else that really annoys you, it's probably because you got the same problem. And so we want to beg our Lord to give us the grace to make use of other people's faults. And what follows from this? What follows from this is that God sometimes leaves us and those we know with faults so that other people or ourselves can be saved from that fault. What a mercy God is showing to each of us that he so arranges things that we learn about ourselves from other people. The second thing that follows from this is what the main point of the chapter. Okay, so other people have faults. Okay, we notice it. What does that help us with? Well, it reminds us that human beings are just that. They're human beings. They're fallible. They're not to be fully trusted. They're as weak as we are. And we should not put our whole happiness, our whole hope in other people. But we should put our hope in Jesus. And insofar as Jesus is acting in someone, insofar as Jesus is present in their heart, then they can be trusted. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.